Hi, it's Chad and Christy, your host on Dishing in the D, our podcast that every week we spotlight uh, what's going on around Metro Detroit. I know in the last couple of months there have been a bunch of animal rescue adoptions. So perhaps there are a lot of you that over the last couple of months have brought a furry little friend into Mm -hmm. your house. Or maybe with the kids being out of school for the summer, you're thinking, now might be the right time because the kids are home all day long. Well... We have a celebrity dog trainer on the podcast with us this morning. His name is Joel Silverman. He is the longtime host of Good Dog You on Animal Planet and a celebrity dog trainer as well with some great tips for all of us this week. Well, and uh, our son was a huge Animal Planet fan, so we've spent a lot of time watching Animal Planet (laughs) and Joel. And here's the thing about celebrity dog trainers and professional dog trainers. They make training look so easy. So I think we'll find out just how easy it is on the podcast this morning because we are going to rapid fire questions at him. Uh, One of the questions I know in talking to a neighbor the other day, they already had one dog at home Mm -hmm. and they said, oh, sometime over the summer, we think we're going to get another puppy and introduce him into our family and we're like well we've never done this before and we don't know how you should properly bring another pet in so that is definitely going to be one of the first questions for joel this morning i think i think one of the other things when you bring home a puppy is it's overwhelming of what kind of leash do i get and what kind of dog food do i get Mm -hmm. so we're going to get some recommendations from him on what we should look for Uh, for some of those must-have items right out of the gate. And then crate training. I think we hear it all the time. We think, okay, well, we know, or even maybe if you're where you're getting a puppy, it comes with the the metal kennel, the crate, is how do you properly use that so the dog doesn't go to the bathroom in the kennel? I mean, how do you reward them? So, so many questions we're going to get to with Joel. So let's go ahead and welcome him into the podcast. Joel, thank you so much for being with us this morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you today? We're doing good. We have just recently brought home uh, a puppy as well. Uh, We were crazy and and went down the path of a French bulldog like a lot of other people have done lately. Yeah, that's a new thing. That's a new thing. Uh, So far, so good, though. She's not being too stubborn, but, you know, there are definitely some questions that that we want to ask you and... Kim Adams, who does middays with us here, also just adopted one. She adopted a husky. So it comes along with also its own uh, unique characteristics. So she's like, oh, let me know some of the things that he gives you, some of the advice. Beautiful, beautiful. First question for you, Joel, is what do you do if you already have another dog at home? Or if you have a cat at home and you're like, oh, well, it, we're going to introduce a brother or a sister and meet, everything's going to be great. Meet your new brother. That's and right. they're not they're like, <laughs> it's like that movie. What is it? Movie, the movie Pets or something where oh, yeah, she right, suddenly brings right. home the next one and they're like not amused. So is there is there a time period? Is there a way? How should you introduce a new pet? OK, um, the mistake a lot of people make is just is is a lot of times um a lot of people want that quick fix. And they think for some reason they get all excited. They get a dog, whether from a shelter, whether it's an, a puppy or an adult dog, um, and they have an existing dog in the house. And they just, you know, bring the new dog in the house. And they're like, okay, here you go, you know. And um, every dog is different. And that's what's so great about working with dogs. They all different. It's, it's the chemistry between each dog, each individual dog, that makes that relationship so special and so unique. And what ends up happening is, is you've got, if you've got this existing dog in, you know, in the, in the home, um, and all of a sudden you see, bring something new into the home, the first reaction is, whoa, whoa, what is this? And 
you know, there's certain dogs that might be okay with it, but there are certain dogs that might have an issue with it or, or become maybe territorial, never territorial before, but all of a sudden now they're showing signs of something, you know, resource guarding and, hey, this is my house, what's happening? And, and it doesn't matter whether it's a puppy or an adult dog. Um, sometimes um, that introduction can be, can lead to, um, uh, the dog going after, you know, the other dog aggressively or, mm. you know, in, in, you know, feel like it's defending its territory. Um, and it's not to say that it's going to happen all the time, but it can happen. So um, what I always tell people is, is the first thing you want to do when you bring a new puppy or any dog into a home is what I tell people is go into a neutral area, which would be um, outside in the front yard. And especially if the puppy hasn't had, uh, for example, if the puppy hasn't had all its shots. Um, you want to make sure you keep the puppy um, right there in the front yard. It's not, you know, make sure it's not around other dogs and things like that, obviously. Um, but to get the puppy on leash, get your get your existing dog on a leash, okay? And let them just kind of meet each other in that neutral area in the front yard. Because what ends up happening is, is as I said, it is a neutral area. It's not some area where the dog feels like, oh, what are you, what are you doing? Right. And more times, more times than not, with that puppy. Um, the puppy is going to be, um, they're going to be cool. They're going to, you know, meet each other, smell each other. Um, the puppy will come up to that dog. They'll come, you know, let, get a chance to, to, to meet a little bit. Once everything is cool and everything should be fine. Now you can go not in the house, but in the backyard. Now okay. we go in the backyard. You can turn, now you can turn the dogs loose. Let them, they've, they've already met each other in the front yard. Now we go in the backyard. Um, and then once it, at, the, at the backyard, I'm sure things are going to be okay. Once things are okay, then we go inside the house. Now we'll talk about bringing the puppy inside the house in a second. But while we're talking about this, if you have an adult dog, okay, that you can take, that, you know, obviously you can take for a walk, uh, that you've adopted, an adult dog that you've adopted. What I tell people, because we're talking about puppies, we'll talk about the adult dogs real quick. Um, now what I would say in the front yard, let them take a walk. Don't let them meet each other necessarily, but go ahead and take a walk about 50 yards down the street, 50 yards back, keeping them about six feet apart, both dogs. Let them, this way, the, the wind gets a chance to, you know, the, the breeze gets a chance to blow a little bit and let them smell each other a bit. Maybe they can meet each other, you know, one time, smell each other once real quickly. Um, up 50 yards back, 50 yards down, 50 yards back. Everything is cool. Go about three feet away from each other, okay, as you're walking, you know. And then now they're able to smell each other a little bit more. If everything is cool, now let's stop in the front yard. You know, again, while they're on the leash, let them smell each other. Everything mm. is cool. Now we move those guys to the backyard. And from there, now you can go inside the house with those guys. That's, that's, those are adult dogs. Um, the puppy I was going to mention, too, the next step is, is when you bring that puppy in the house, a lot of people think for some reason, they're like, okay, I can just bring the puppy, even though the puppy went to the bathroom outside, uh, I can just have the puppy loose in the house. I really recommend for the first couple of days, keeping that puppy on a leash, um, maybe a huh. long leash, a real light leash, very, very light line, almost like a cat leash. I tell people, uh, if you get a cat leash, um, they're, uh, they're, they're very, very inexpensive. And, um, and the reason we want that is because if not, the puppy's going to run all over the house. It's going to be going places you don't want it to. It's just, I mean, it, it, it becomes kind of you chasing the animal around. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, and it, 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 isn't it funny though? Because people are like puppy, puppy, puppy. Oh, what are you doing? And I, I see it all over the place. Uh -huh. and, and that's what you end up, And you really don't want it to be like that. You want it to be a situation to where um, the dog is kind of with you. And then, you know, if you've got some, of its food, you know, periodically you give it some of its food as it's hanging with you and things like that too. And it gets the puppy to really start watching you and just start really, really hanging with you with, without necessarily. And it really lays a good foundation for training the dog because now the dog starts paying attention to you simply because you've been just giving the dog, you know, um, its food, you know, it's right. Right. Food and stuff. So, well, so our, that's kind of the, that's the introduction. Okay. I will, help you guys. Yeah, definitely. And I will say one of the things that we obviously focused on first was the potty training and, 
we were taking our dog out a lot and I just carried a baggie of treats and every time she would squat, I would, while she was still going, give her a treat and just repeat the good outside, good outside, good outside. And she actually, we also think because she really hated the snow, she learned very quickly that the faster she went outside, she got to go inside. <laughs> right, but right. Well, that's that's a good idea. That, that's a good idea. Um, I just want to, just going to interrupt you real quick, and that is um, good idea on rewarding um, as they go to the bathroom. But what you don't want to do is interrupt the behavior with a treat, because what ends up happening is is if you give the dog a treat, not, I'm not saying it's going to happen all the time, but with some of the listeners, maybe as the dog is going, they give the dog a treat. The dog stops going. The dog bring the dog in the house. The dog continues going. Uh, so what you want to do point. is you kind of want to make sure that when the dog is totally finished and totally done, and what I would say is, you know, when they're totally done, they start taking those first three or four steps and get all excited, you know, and stuff. Then you could say exactly what you just said, which was, "Good girl, that's a good boy," you know, okay. and just really, really get, you know, when you give the dog the treat and and pet. And then petting the dog is a big, big deal. A lot of people, uh, you know, we all use, we use treats to train behaviors, which is great. We eventually fade out the treats, um, which we'll talk about in a second, but. Um, the tactile rewards, your uh, affirmation, um, it's a secondary, it is a secondary, we call secondary reinforcer, but it is a huge, huge reinforcer, you know, your uh, appreciation. So what you just said was exactly right. It's exactly what you want to do. So now that she's a dog trainer. Yeah. (laughs) Now that she, well, I have experience training a husband. (laughs) Now that she's going outside, and I'm sure a lot of other people have experienced this, you're like, yay, they're going outside. But then they still to also continue to go inside and you can't necessarily trust them. Is that where it comes in that you should keep them on that light leash? Yeah, exactly. And then crate training. Uh, crate training is a big, big deal. Normally, dogs do not go in places they sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, crate training is something you should do. And people can go if they want to look at a video. They can just Google Joel Silverman crate training, and it's an episode from. Uh, so it's a four-minute um, video from one of my TV ser- from my TV series, and it really goes into the step-by-step of crate training. And it's and it's all done through positive reinforcement. It should not be a punishment. It should right. be always a positive thing. And I tell people from the very beginning, and I'm not going to kind of go into the whole crate training thing, but when you first do it, and, you know, have that crate open, throw a piece of food in there all the way in the back, let the dog go in, turn around, keep the door open, let the dog come out. That's the way it starts. He just It's just a game. You know, mm-hmm. that's what training is with a dog. It's just, hey, here's the game. Here's what we're doing, okay? And eventually down the road, we start shutting the door, opening the door, rewarding the dog as the dog is in there and have the dog come out. So now... Because all the all the reinforcement comes in there, and so all the you know positive reinforcement. So right. Um, so crate training. So in answer to your question, you know, if you 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 get the dog in the crate, um, short periods of time. They're den animals. They like being in dens. Um, over the course of time, hour two hours, they're in the crate sleeping or whatever. As soon as the dog comes out, I tell people if you have a puppy, don't let the dog loose. Pick the dog up, carry the dog, let the dog go outside. Because if you let the dog follow you, the dog's going to stop halfway to the door and go to the bathroom. Yep. So right. I pick the dog up. So it's just it's just a cycle. It's just it's and that's what that's what housebreaking is. It's it's a cycle because we want to make sure we don't give the dog the opportunity to go to the bathroom in the house, which is basically great training. Right. And then at the same time, we're conditioning. And I'm going through it right now. I've got a little Havanese um, that I just picked up. You know, Foster, my little guy. He's 15 years old. Um, and he is um, he's on the cover of all my books and everything, and he's on my Aww. TV series. And he's 15. He's getting older now, and obviously he's been retired for about five years. And so got a new little Havanese puppy, and he's only 13 weeks old. His name is Oliver, and people Aww. will see him um, – start seeing him with me all the, all the uh, um, and he's being trained right now. As a matter of fact, he's a machine. And, um, 
he, I mean, I'm going through that right now. And every once in a while, they go to the bathroom in the house. Message to everybody. If a dog goes to the bathroom in the house, it's like, don't yell at the dog. Right. Don't say, you know, I tell people all the time, it's like, it's your bad. It's my bad. If my dog, if I, and, and I'm a, I've been doing this for 45 years, okay? And if my dog goes to the bathroom in the house, guess what? I don't care how long I've been doing this. It's my fault, okay? Mm. I'm going to make, I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to make sure the dog doesn't go to the bathroom again and just move on. You know, you're obviously not going to say good or anything like that, but you just don't make a big, big deal out of it, you know? And um, people that do that, they can destroy the relationship with the animal and the relationship is everything, you know? Mm, Absolutely. Now you, you mentioned food a minute ago. I think sometimes when you bring a new dog into it's overwhelming because there are so many choices nowadays. Is, right, is, right, right. And especially with a puppy, you know, you know, you want to look for one that says this is a puppy formula or whatever, but it's still overwhelming. How how do you know how to pick out the right food? Well, basically what I tell people all the time, you want to go and do your research and find independent, you know, independent studies. And a great example is, you know, I've had a relationship with Bill Jack, um, a dog food for about 30 years. Bob Kelly, um, a very, very good friend of mine, he's the president of, of Bill Jack and you know a lot of his family and everything. And it's me. It's, uh, you know, their offices are out of Ohio and just just great people. And the food is actually made in, in um, Maryland, Maryland. The factories are in Maryland. So it's mm. made in the United States. Um, I tell people all the time, it's like there are a lot of foods that are out there. And uh, one of the things I liked about Bill Jack, and I never knew of it until Bob explained it to me years ago, but it's one of the only dog foods that's cooked at real, real low levels. And when, you, when you're cooking meats at low levels, you're basically you're, you're maintaining the quality of the, um, of the meat. Um, the higher the, you know, the, higher the, 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 the temperatures, the more the aminos can get damaged. And, mm. and with a lot of dog foods, that's just what they do. They cook at very, very high levels. And it's not, that's not a knock on the other dog foods, not saying they're bad or anything like that. It's just the fact that Bill Jack food is going to be a lot fresher. And then they, they do like a two-bowl taste test. They, uh, they send their, a lot of their people out to uh, Petco, PetSmarts, and things like that. To, um, and they put a you know, Bill Jack food with other food. And the dogs normally al- almost always go to Bill Jack. And the reason is is because there's, there's like 30 pounds of chicken in a 20 pound bag, for example. And right. so, um, and it's, it's real, and it's real, it's real check, you know, it's real stuff. And so, um, and that, and that's the idea. And it's a qual- and it's a very, very, it's a premium dog food. And I would just highly recommend tell, tell the listeners, you know, whatever you do, whether, whether you use Bill Jack or any food, uh, use a premium dog food, use something that's a good quality dog food. I mean, this is a, an animal that is a big part of your life. And there's no question that, um, that the the dog food you're giving him and foster it's not an it's not an accident that foster when you see him my dog go flying up the stairs at 15 years old he's a terrier mix um and you watch him he's on the you know bill jack has also probiotics as well which i give him probiotics too and um I'll tell you, I, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm really so thankful that this dog has has been on this food because I really attribute his the way he is right now to mm-hmm. to what he's gotten his whole life, you know. So, and again, you know, people have a choice, and then, and of course, um, as a movie animal trainer in Southern California, I grew up as a Hollywood animal trainer. A lot of Hollywood animal trainers use Bill Jack treats, and um, they have, and I would just recommend people. Right. They have a lot of different Bill Jacks. Little Jacks are called Little Jacks. They're great for training. They're made of liver, chicken liver, out of chicken liver, and they are. Um, Dogs love them, but they're small. They're real, real super small. And um, so I would recommend using those as well. So Awesome. Well, if anybody wants to follow you on social media and get some of your tips, where should they follow you? You can actually go to um, Joel Dog Trainer, um, and that would be on Twitter. And then uh, the big thing is, actually, if you want to go to my website, joelsilverman.net, 
Um, under dog training videos, we have a lot of free um, – I've, I've actually linked a lot of the YouTube videos there. So you can always go to YouTube as well. There's probably a couple hundred little videos on YouTube and a lot of, you know, little 30 minute segments, 30, 30 second segments I've done for um, um, newscasts across the nation or whatever. So we have a lot of these different little quick tips and things like that on my website. So a lot of free information for people awesome. um, as well. And it's joelsilverman.net. And, uh, yeah. So just really, 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 really excited. Just hopefully people get a chance to learn a little bit of what, uh, what we're talking about. And also just recently we launched uh, a dog trainer certification, a series of dog trainer certification courses where we fly out to um, actually in your area in the Midwest uh, to um, we, it's a four day hands-on course where we certify people to be um, dog trainers actually. Wow. And we train dogs that are untrained. Yeah. Yeah. It's JSDT one, JSDT two, three, you know, and so, um, so on and so forth. So Fantastic. You can go to the website and learn a little bit about that as well. Well, good information, Joel, and look for some emails from us because I'm sure along the way, and uh, Kim Adams is uh, standing behind us with her puppy as well, that we will have questions for you. So, <laughs> Okay, great. Hey, listen, you know, I'd love to, love to do a little follow-up thing on your puppies and see how your dogs are doing Sounds when you're good. ready to start training. Okay? Sounds good. Thanks, Joel. Appreciate the call. Have, have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.